a limestone shell slab from the Green River Formation in the United States has incredibly captured a mass of 257 fish swimming together in a school. The fish, each just under an inch long, belong to Arismatopterus levatus, described as an extinct species. From the perspective of created kinds, since other members of trout perch still exist, whether this species is extinct is debatable. Just before being fossilized, they were swimming in the same direction. Swimming together in a school is a dynamic process, and this slab amazingly preserves in a freeze frame, as it were, this coordinated collective motion. Such discoveries are rare, as pointed out in the New York Times. It's difficult, for instance, to find evidence of schooling fish in the fossil record. You need just the right circumstances to fossilize something like a school of fish in place within a rock. Then, that rock has to survive intact long enough for a paleontologist to discover it and study it. A swimming school of fish fossilized in real time by Phil Robinson. Originally published July 2019. While this study did not conclusively give an answer to how the fish were fossilized, the author suggests that a rapid fixation of the fish shoal might be possible by sand dune collapse on shallow water, which can produce a bed in only seconds or minutes. It is clear that they recognized that the fish school's fossilization absolutely required a rapid process. Roy Plotnick, a paleontologist at the University of Illinois at Chicago said, I've never seen this kind of preservation. I can't picture a three-dimensional school of fish sinking to the bottom and maintaining all their relative positions. That makes no sense to me. Yet people who don't want the uncomfortable implications of rapid processes entombing the fish have been forced to come up with similar nonsensical ideas. For example, one commentator stated, more than likely what happened is the fish got trapped in an isolated pool as the waters receded. Then, as the pool dried out, the fish all died. What wasn't taken by predators was covered by layers of dirt and mud over the millennia and, thusly, this fossil. Of course, the problems with this suggestion are fairly clear from even a cursory view of the fossil slab. There's no way that the fish would be facing the same direction in a tight, oblong school formation if they were slowly asphyxiating in a pool. Instead, they would have been flopping themselves about to try and remain in the dampest part of the puddle, and there would likely be signs of predation too. The paper demonstrated that immediately before the oblong-shaped school was entombed in lime-rich sediment, they were actively swimming together. From measuring the fish's positions and orientations, the team were able to show that they were following the rules of attraction and repulsion in relation to the other fish around them to avoid bumping into each other that schools abide by today. This incredible group, self-organization, swimming together in the same direction in one fluid formation is called schooling, as opposed to shoaling when fish swim in the same general area but in different directions. Due to the mesmerizing beauty of the schooling movement, 
especially in bait balls, just like the murmurations of birds flying together. It is often featured in nature documentaries. The oblong shape of the school also matches extent fish schools and is thought to protect against ambush predators by reducing the frontal area, where these predators tend to attack. It is the capturing of this motion, a snapshot in time, that means the fossil was formed quickly, and thus by implication, the rock also. The scientific team also highlighted a number of other fascinating examples of what they called frozen behaviors in fossils. Examples include fighting dinosaurs, queuing trilobites, and insects in copulation. These fossils are assumed to result from rapid burial, which preserves individual positions during interactions. Yes, indeed, but this is completely contrary to the uniformitarian slow and gradual paradigm that pervades school textbooks and pop science programs. Quick-forming fossils contained inside rapidly formed layers of sedimentary rock, such as the ones listed above and the many other examples on creation.com, consistently point to one thing, the sedimentary rock layers that we see all around the world are not millions of years old. While evolutionary paleontologists see the Green River Formation as a continuous record of six million years worth of slow geological processes, these fossilized fish captured mid-swim require a different interpretation, one which bears eloquent testimony to flood conditions. The origin of the Green River Formation is debated by flood geologists, but whether it was created during the Noahic Flood or in an energetic hydraulic post-flood event, they all agree that millions of years was not necessary for its formation. This breathtakingly well-preserved body of fish only serves to school us that the rocks and fossils around us were formed rapidly and fit perfectly well within the biblical time frame of only 6,000 years. The debate over creation and evolution shows no sign of letting up. Many have become aware that this is a seminal issue, perhaps the most important of our day. They see it as a worldview battleground, one that cannot be ignored. The Fossil Record is a great book on the subject that thoroughly examines the evidence to determine which worldview, creation or evolution, presents the most accurate portrayal of Earth's early history. Did life spontaneously generate and then mutate over millions of years? Or was life supernaturally created at one time and in the basic forms that exist today? Geologist Dr. John Morris and zoologist Frank Sherwin look at the fossil record to see what it actually reveals. What they find is that the claim that fossils document evolution is simply not true. The fossil record presents a very different message, one supportive of the creation worldview. It speaks of exquisite design in every once living thing, not random development solely through natural processes. There is no hint of an evolutionary, simple to complex history, for life was complex from the very start. The fossils testify to the biblical history of recent creation, the curse due to Adam's sin, and the great flood of Noah's day. The evolutionary interpretation of the fossil record holds power only if the alternative is censored. But censorship is not truth. There is a better way to think. Adopting evolutionary naturalism as one's faith and guideline for life makes no sense 
if there is a God who has spoken. So get and read the fossil record as it will help you to examine evidence and discover the creator of all things. It's available at creation.com store. I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at Creation Ministries International, thanks for listening.